Our Bible reading today is from Martin chapter 13, verses 13 through 16. People were bringing, people were bringing children to Jesus so that he could bless them. But the disciples scolded them. When Jesus saw this, he grew angry and said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Don't forbid them, because God's kingdom belongs to the people like these children. I assure you that whoever doesn't welcome God's kingdom like a child will never enter it. Then he hugged the children and blessed them. The word of the Lord. Good morning. I'm uh, rewriting on the fly because I wanted to reference the slideshow that we didn't get to see. Um, But we will post it on the Facebook pages, so look for it. Um, So let's start this way. Who has seen the movie um, Greatest Showman? Okay, all right. So a decent number of you are going to know where I'm going with this. So in the movie, The Greatest Showman is basically loosely based on uh, P.T. Barnum's life. And it starts when he's a young child and goes all the way through into his adulthood. Um, And toward the beginning of the movie, there is a song that is called A Million Dreams uh, that he sings when he's a child, actually. And had we been able to show you that video this morning, the song playing with the video would have been A Million Dreams. And this is what I would have had to say about it. So I'm going to read you part of the song so you get what I'm saying. Um, but basically, it's, it's sung um, by the young P.T. Barnum. And uh, it talks about this amazing and fantastical world that he can imagine in his dreams, that he can see very clearly, um, that nobody else can seem to see. And the chorus of the song goes like this. It says, Because every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. I think of what the world could be, a vision of the one I see. A million dreams is all it's going to take. A million dreams for the world we're going to make. So I love, Yuli was actually the one that chose that song for the video, and as soon as she told me she did, I had a like, serious light bulb go on. Um, because it illustrates so clearly the children's center that we dreamed about and created and continued to nurture and grow today. There was a time in really the not-too-distant past, Vicki referenced this when she was speaking, um, where that children's center was just a dream, when I really would be lying awake at night with visions of what this incredible ministry that I knew we could offer to the community in the form of the children's center. And we have 31 children enrolled today. We started with eight last September, and we have 31 children. So I'm here to tell you that that Children's Center is a definite illustration of that with time and prayer and hard work, dreams really can come true. It really is proof of that. So another reason that I really love that song for today is when I took it out of the Children's Center and into the larger context of all of our ministries with children and families, I I think that it's a good way to represent that as well. I really believe that God has incredible dreams for all of us children included, and that children have always been central to those dreams. And that since God has such amazing dreams for the children of the world, part of our mandate as a church is to help make those dreams become reality. One of the most familiar stories about Jesus in the Bible is the one that Ethan read this morning. And those of you that were very astute might have realized that what was on the screen was not the version Ethan was reading. Um, The children actually read from the Common English Bible in Sunday school, and the books that the third graders got this morning were Common English Bibles. So it just makes the language a little bit more accessible and understandable to like a third, fourth, fifth grader. Message doesn't change, just the words are a little different. 
So in that story, obviously, the people bring the children to Jesus to be blessed, and the disciples, you know, thought he had more important things to do, and they pushed the families away. And when Jesus saw what was happening, he said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. It's a pretty bold statement. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So I'm not a theologian, and I'm not going to try to unpack the scriptural meaning of that. But as a parent, and as a person who does spend time lying awake at night, dreaming about how we can better be in ministry with the children and families of this church, and of the community, and of the world... I really believe that the statement, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, is a firm reminder of the importance of children and families within the life of the church and in the family of God. So what Jesus didn't say when he said that was he didn't say, let the little children come to me. I just love kids. They're so cute. And he didn't say, sure, I've got a few spare minutes. And he didn't say, you know, I'd really like to get their parents into church, so maybe they should visit with me. The kids should. He didn't say, somebody, you know, get a picture of this for Instagram and Facebook. He didn't say, those kids are so much more fun than you boring disciples. He didn't say any of that. He said, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I believe that Jesus would have said that ministry with children and families, specifically ministry for children, is so much more than just a tool to attract young families— more than babysitting, more than a place to send the kids so the adults can worship in peace, and definitely not limited to what happens in this building on Sunday mornings. Children's ministry, according to Jesus, I believe, is actually where the real action is, because it's where the kingdom is. As grown-ups, we have so much to learn about love and faith and living as Christians, and we can learn all of that from the children. Jesus knew that. He welcomed the children. He hugged them and blessed them. I have to imagine he also listened to them and that every child he met felt truly seen and heard and loved and valued. As a community, we do so much amazing, deep, and relational ministry with and for children and families. And I guess that most of you sitting in the pews don't think much beyond what you see on Sunday mornings. But there is so much more. Our reach as a community of faith is so much deeper, I think, than many of you realize. We are in ministry with children and families absolutely on Sunday mornings, when children are learning to worship by watching all of us, when they're learning the most basic lesson that Jesus loves us all in the nursery, when they're learning the fundamental stories of faith in Sunday school, when they're exploring worship through music in the children's choir, And they're beginning to understand what it means to be community as they ate cookies on the patio. But we're also in ministry with children and families. When meals are prepared and delivered, school supplies are donated, Thanksgiving meals are supplied, and Christmas toys are donated for children and families served through Toberman Neighborhood Center. We're also in ministry with children and families during Vacation Bible School, when the vast majority of children are not from families who call Riviera their home church, but many of them return year after year and often bring friends. We're also in ministry with children and families when we're at the Riviera Village Summer Festival, passing out stickers or helping a child put on a temporary tattoo. We're also in ministry with children and families on Christmas and on Easter, when we provide a family-friendly worship experience for those who only come to church on Christmas or Easter. 
We're also in ministry with children and families every single weekday when working parents from across the South Bay trust us with the care of their preschoolers and entrusting us with that care are also giving us the gift of being deeply involved in the faith development of their child. We're also in ministry with children and families every time something a child heard or experienced or learned from being a member of our community, whether it was while they were in the church building on a Sunday morning or during the week at the Children's Center or over the summer at VBS or any other time, there are children living out what they learn from all of you out in the world every day. And I know all of this to be true because I am the lucky recipient of stories and words of thanks from parents and children. Stories and words of thanks that come in the form of emails and cards and text messages and handwritten pictures from children or parents stopping me on the patio or in the parking lot. There is not a week that goes by where I don't have the blessing of a thank you or a story. And they are all blessings. For they remind me of just how much impact all of our ministries for and with children and families have in the world. It's actually these thank yous and stories that are the fuel for the million dreams I have myself for the children of RUMC, of the Village Children's Center, and of the larger community. There are the scraps of paper and the prayer cards that I find after worship with drawings of the communion table or of the stained glass windows or the anonymous note that was written in a child's tentative hand I once found in a worship bag that talked about how beautiful the music was and how much they loved being here. There are the cards and notes I frequently get from parents of children enrolled in the Village Children's Center, thanking me for teaching their child about God and God's love. There are the emails from the parents who send their children to VBS every year and check with me early in the spring to make sure that they don't get the dates wrong because they don't want to miss our vacation Bible school. There's a card I received this year, a few weeks after VBS had passed, thanking me and the entire VBS team for providing a week that had a major impact on her young daughter. There are the heartfelt prayers that I hear children pray out loud in Sunday school. And there are the stories from parents of elementary-aged children who have received a third-grade Bible from this congregation and use reading from that Bible on their reading log for school. And then there's the story from parents of a nursery-aged child who also happens to be enrolled in the Village Children's Center about the time that child announced during a family meal at a restaurant that nobody could eat until everybody had prayed. That's just a small sample, but I think you can see how magical that fuel is and the energy it is behind my own million dreams. And while it's me on the receiving end of all that love, I'm not alone in creating that goodness that is our very deep ministry with and for children and families. We are all, you are all, a part of that goodness. As a community, we are actively turning some of God's million dreams for the children of the world into amazing ministry, into reality for children and families around us. And we're all a part of that magic. And it is magic. I really believe that. It is magic in much the same way that childhood faith in its pureness is magical. So our scripture this morning reminds us that we are not called to simply acknowledge the presence of a child. We are called to celebrate and participate in the faith journey of all children. It's not about simply creating activities and programming for them, but about allowing them fully into our lives and our community. It's not about simply making promises to them in baptism, but about living those promises out day by day and living those same promises out to children who were not baptized in this sanctuary. 
Childhood faith is magical. As a community, we have the privilege of making a lasting impact on the faith journey of every child we come across. We have the ability to dream a million dreams for the children of God. And while we might not be able to make them all a reality, we should always be working to making at least one of those dreams a reality. We can dream and pray and plan and create and nurture and pray some more so that every generation of children to come after this one can continue to count the people of Riviera among those who have helped them on their faith journey. So those are my words for the adults in the room this morning. But I wanted to close with a blessing for the children, the children in the sanctuary, the children in the nursery, um, the children who have grown up and are now youth, but in my mind will always somehow be stuck at two years old or five years old or ten years old, depending what they're doing when I look at them. And also the children of the Children's Center as well. This is my blessing for them this morning, based on 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. Grace and peace to you, our children. We will always give thanks for you. We pray for you constantly because we love you. We love you just as God loves you. We know, children of God, that God loves you so much, there are no words to express it. There are no wonders we can perform. But we know the power of God is in you. We can see it upon your faces. You remind us of God's love. Teach us to see the world as you do. Surprise us with all the wonders you see. Show us what gifts God has given you. And we will bless you and protect you. And we will always give thanks for you. We will bless you in the name of our God. We will bless you again and again. Grace and peace to you, our children. Grace and peace to you who show us God's glory shining through your faces. Amen.